The time is now 6 o'clock. Welcome to WORT's local news for Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. I'm your host, Vicki Iden. And I'm your host, Robert McClure. In tonight's news, today the State Assembly held a public hearing on a Republican-sponsored bill that would prohibit gender-affirming care for minors. Yesterday, the City Council amended ordinances on trespassing. But will this change how laws are enforced in Madison? In October of 1962, university students held an orderly demonstration against UW-Madison's civil rights rules, one that quickly devolved into chaos. All these and more on tonight's news, but first we go live to the BBC for some news from around the world. Good evening, this is Rob McClure and Vicki Iden with your local news coming to you live from the WORT studios on Bedford Street in downtown Madison. Here are the headlines for this evening. How did our members of Congress vote on the ouster of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy along strict party lines? All six of Wisconsin's Republican members of Congress voted to retain McCarthy. The two Democrats, Mark Pocan and Gwen Moore, joined with their Democratic colleagues and eight Republicans to show him the door. Today, lawmakers held public hearings on a pair of Republican-authored bills targeting transgender youth in Wisconsin. One seeks to further regulate transgender youth athletes. The other would prohibit gender-affirming care for minors. Our producer, Faye Parks, was at the Capitol to hear from folks pushing back against the legislation. This afternoon, the Assembly Committee on Health, Aging, and Long-Term Care held a public hearing on a bill that would prohibit gender transition medical intervention for folks under the age of 18. The language in the Assembly Bill prohibits health care providers from medically intervening in any way, if done for the purpose of affirming a minor's gender. That includes any surgery that sterilizes the patient, mastectomies, puberty-blocking drugs, or hormone therapy. The prohibition on gender-affirming care would not apply to intersex minors or minors who need treatment for a physical ailment. Anyone who violates these guidelines would have their license revoked. Nurses, doctors, or mental health care workers that refer their underage patients to other providers for medical intervention. Just before the public hearing, the Assembly Committee on Education hosted another to discuss a related bill. The authors are looking to designate youth sports teams based on the participants' sex in private and public schools across the state. These bills are part of a nationwide conservative push to regulate transgender youth. Today, the hall outside the hearing on youth gender transition was bustling with advocates and members of the public, most of them opposing the bill. At one point, Reverend Hannah Roberts Villeneuve of Appleton confronted a man shouting his support for the bill. Reverend Roberts Villeneuve refutes the man's claim and the party line, saying that Christianity has anti-transgender teachings. There's nothing about this radical gender ideology held by the alt-right that's in the Bible or in the biblical text. And further, that the calls that are clearly in the biblical text to create a kind of community that reflects the teachings of Jesus asks us to first accept and love one another and judge much later, and these so-called Christians are failing to do that. Theo Shulman is a student at MATC, and participates in student government. He has also interned with Governor Tony Evers. He says that gender-affirming care was his lifeline when he struggled with depression as a teen. This is life-saving medical care. It saved my life and it will save the lives of others. They're, they're taking away the future of these kids. 
basically. I remember being young and all I wanted was a puberty blocker to go into testosterone and I was not able to. And the moment I turned 18, I immediately got a prescription as quickly as I could and thank God for my doctor for being supportive. He also told me that he brought his testosterone with him, planning to take his daily shot in front of the committee. Through this, he says, he hopes to counter conservative fear-mongering surrounding hormone treatments. Sandra Kirby is the government's state. With that in mind, she encourages people to support transgender folks across Wisconsin. People like Theo Shulman, who transitioned in order to live happy and affirmed lives. I've known basically since I knew what it was that it was what was right. It wasn't a big revelation. It was more of a, oh, that's what fits. Kind of a, a moment of coming home. Reporting for WORT News, I'm Faye Parks. Madison's professional soccer club, Forward Madison FC, played their second-to-last regular season home match over the weekend. They ended in a 2-2 tie against Lexington Soccer Club. The club also celebrated Hispanic Heritage Month with a visit from Mexican ex-professional player Carlos Salcido. WORT news reporter Diego Alegria headed out for more. Last Saturday, families and fans celebrated the Dia del Fútbol, or Soccer Day, at Breeze Stevens Field, which featured a special guest, children's activities, and a soccer clinic with forward Madison players and staff. The main activity was the visit of Carlos Salcido, a now-retired professional player who represented Mexico's national team in World Cups in 2006, 2010, and 2014 and was part of Mexico's team that took home the gold at the 2012 Summer Olympics. At Bree Stevens, the ex-professional player signed shirts, took photos with fans, and enjoyed forwards' match against Lexington. About his visit, Salcido stressed the importance of viewing soccer as a holistic experience with fans and players. I believe the important thing is that it is a totally different day and that they take away a good memory and that we can, at the same time, leave them something. We did a very simple dynamic here. But believe me, suddenly, these are the little things that the children keep. And today is a very important day here. It is the soccer day. They have a match. This is an important match for the club. And it will be a great full day. I hope the team wins. I hope that people leave happy. And above all, that they take away a nice memory of an ex-professional player who is here with them. After joining the Interplanetum Guidebook, Detector C Talent, I've been there for three years now, completely involved in their formation. His visit came as forward Madison FC winds down its summer season with only one more regular season home match at Breeze Stevens Field. Next year, women's professional soccer is slated to head to Madison, tentatively to launch as a first division league in August 2024, contingent on stadium improvements to Breeze Stevens Field. Reporting for WORT News, I am Diego Alegria. 
You're listening to Handcrafted Local News here on WORT 89.9 FM. Stay with us. We've got a lot more stories for you coming up in the second half of the show. We investigate changes to Madison's trespassing ordinances, broadcast the most comprehensive weather report on the airwaves, and go back in time to 1962. But first, we'll take a quick break and check back in with the BBC for a bulletin of world news. Stay tuned. The time is now 6.32, and you're listening to the live local news on WORT 89.9 FM Madison. I'm your host, Robert McClure, here with my co-host, Vicki Iden. Thanks for staying with us. Madison's ordinances against trespassing just got a little bit shorter after the city council decided yesterday to strike a little-used subsection that criminalized sleeping or having sleep-related items while trespassing. Advocates say it's just one more step in taking language off the books that's reductive, little-used, and stigmatizing, though not all homeowners testified in favor of it last night. WORT reporter Gigi Royko-Morer watched hours of city proceedings so you don't have to. A proposal to repeal aspects of a Madison's trespassing ordinance dominated much of last night's city council meeting. The proposal, which ultimately passed by a vote of 13 to 5, doesn't change the enforcement of trespassing laws already on the books. But it does remove language prohibiting people from sleeping, laying down, or camping while trespassing. And while that language has been on the books for nearly 30 years, reports Channel 3000, it's rarely been used by law enforcement. Advocates say the language is unnecessary and serves to stigmatize homelessness. The resolution was introduced by several alders, including Jeanette Figuracole. So when I first started, I was given a list of a number of ordinances that use language that implies or makes reference to unshelter, the unsheltered population, uses words like sleeping, carrying bags, camping, um, things like that, panhandling, all, all that kind of thing that is usually um, are used for terms that are used to stereotype the unsheltered population. In my legal opinion, I don't think the enforcement options of the police or the prosecution options of our office will change at all. Meanwhile, at last night's council meeting, Alders recognized Domestic Violence Awareness Month and approved an alcohol license for the Red Shed in their move from Francis Street to State Street. Reporting for WORT News, I'm Gigi Reichelmauer. And it's time now for the most comprehensive weather report on the airwaves with WORT weather guru, Rob McClure. Well, temperatures definitely overperformed, as we say today. I was expecting uh, perhaps 71 or 72 when I gave the forecast on the Monday morning uh, forecast, but we managed 78 degrees instead, thanks in large measure to uh, precipitation and cloud cover underperforming. Model soundings of the air column this afternoon, uh, as well as just plain looking out the window at the very intermittent cloud cover, uh, indicated an abundance of dry air above us, uh, up generally below about 20,000 feet. Uh, so although we were able to tower up some lower cumulus, uh, warm and dry air between 8,000 and 20,000 feet prevented any of those uh, towers.
towering up into showers or uh, thunderstorms. Continued northwesterly winds, uh, quite brisk, 12 to 22 miles per hour during the day, and it'll gusty again in the afternoon. Temperatures will drop back to the upper 30s, then overnight, uh, perhaps holding, holding around 40 here in the city with the uh, still warm lakes nearby us. Winds will be backing more westerly and coming down around 4 to 8 miles per hour by Sunday morning. And uh, Sunday, uh, after a possible bit of frost, as I mentioned, at least in a few places, we'll be back up in the mid-upper 50s again with passing cloud cover. Uh, at the moment, at the station down here on Bedford Street, the temperature is 73 degrees. The dew point temperature is 58. The winds are out of the southwest at 7 miles per hour. Uh, still a few passing uh, uh, cumulus up above us, about 6,000 feet, and passing cirrus up above that. Uh, the uh, barometer is falling at 29.87 inches of mercury. We go now to October 1962 for an orderly demonstration against university civil rights rules and a disorderly demonstration in favor of women's undergarments. Here's Stu Levitan with the news from 61 years ago this month on tonight's Madison in the 60s. They melt into a dream Madison in the 60s, October 1962 Madison's largest and most successful civil rights demonstration to date occurs on October 4th, 1962 when about 1,400 sorority and fraternity members marched silently in the rain from Langdon Street to Bastion Hall, coated pastel porcelain shades to help them remember where they parked. And that's this week's Madison in the 60s. For your award-winning, listener-supported, pledge-driving WORT news team, I'm Stu Levitan. Keep those calls coming in at 608-256-2001. Keep those web donations coming, too, at wortfm.org slash donate. Thank you, truly thank you, for supporting the WORT Live Local News at 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday evenings. Your headline writer tonight was David Ahrens. Our reporters were Diego Alegria and Gigi Royko Morer. Special thanks to feature contributor Stu Levitan. Engineer Lauren Hicks got the news on the air. Faye Parks produced this newscast. And Sholly Pittman is the news director at WORT. I'm your host, Vicki Iden. And I'm your host, Robert McClure. Thanks to all of you who did pledge and keep this news independent. You can still do it at 608-256-2001. Stay tuned next for Query. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow night at 6. Until then, good night.